Amen. If you stand with me this morning and open your Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, beginning with verse 1. Good to see our July the 4th uh, crowd today. Usually you don't know if it's a holiday or the rapture. But if it was the rapture, they'd still be here and we wouldn't be, but that's a different... You'll get it later. No, <laughs> Romans 12, are you there? Say amen. amen. This is Paul, and he's a prisoner of the Lord, someone that is very in tune with the cost of the gospel. Not only that Jesus paid, but the cost for us who would follow after him. And Paul said to the, those at Rome, and he says to us in Macon this morning, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, I'm not talking to the world not talking to professing believers, those who are in the body, joined together with Christ. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, or you could say in light of all of the mercies that God has given you through Christ the Lord, that you present your body a living sacrifice. God won't do it for you, and others can't do it for you. I beseech you, brethren, that you be the one that presents your body, your life, a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. There's nothing dramatic about that. You've been bought with a price, therefore glorify God with your body. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you, here it is again, the responsibility falls on you. No part of your salvation falls on you, but every part of your Christian life does. You draw near to God. You humble yourself. You walk in the Spirit. You present your body. You be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you, may prove what is good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Before you're seated this morning, very quickly, I want you to get the visual image this morning of strong currents, whether it's a, a rip current in, in the ocean or a river current. With uh, Think after a big rain, the raging river currents. This world currently, by God's allowance, is under the control of the prince of the power of the air. And all of the currents... Currents, plural, are leading away from the faith and will of God. All of them. Everything. And when I say everything, it's all allowed by the Lord. For the believer, you don't have to try to turn away from God. All you have to do is be on the inner tube and stop rowing. And the currents will take you. I want to talk to you this morning by God's grace on the subject of navigating the currents in the world today. Father, I thank you for this opportunity that's ours and mine to preach the word of God and to hear your word. Lord, I pray for an anointing of your Holy Spirit upon me because in my flesh and in my ability or whatever minute giftings I might think I might have, they're of no help to anyone unless your Holy Spirit anoints them. And so I humble myself before you today, Lord as an unprofitable servant at best, but I yield myself to you to be used for your glory. Let this word go deep into our heart like water finding the lowest place. And let us, O Lord, receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which is able to save and deliver us. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Y'all forgive me just a moment. I have to tie my shoe, which is a first, I think. Don't laugh. It could happen to you in front of everybody. But I went to step on, I stepped on it and about fell. So I figured tying it would be less embarrassing than falling. <laughs> Ain't no pride, man. Ain't no pride. You just, were you coming to help me, man? I thought he was coming to help me. Said that big boy can't tie his shoe. I'm going to. Scott, this is what's ahead of you. This, yes, what's, <laughs> it's so hard to soar with the eagles when we live among the turkeys, isn't it? Just, yeah. all, all of us, we're all the same. Don't be so impressed with yourself. Seriously. I think we'd all be better if we took God a lot more seriously and ourselves a lot less seriously. Okay. I want to speak to you this morning on this subject of navigating the currents of this world. And all you got to do is remember one thing. So if you're taking notes, write this down. Absolute continuous surrender. Absolute continuous surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. No matter what avenue we talk about, no, what, no matter what expression, it all boils down to absolute continuous surrender. Surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the, the power in your vessel. That is the anchor that holds you against the storms, the, the, the pulling and the power of this world. Because if I am in him, he is unmovable. If I am near him, of him, by him, and for him. If you're taking notes this morning, number one, I want, you, I want to talk to you about our response to redemption. When Paul speaks of not being conformed to this world but being transformed, he starts with this. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God. You can write in your notes, in light of the mercies of God. In all that God did for you before salvation, at salvation, and after salvation. I'm, I'm beseeching you in that framework of mine, in that context. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. This, this response, our individual response to redemption, should be universal. Where he said, I beseech you, brethren, you've all received the same grace. You've all received the same new birth, the same life, the same unmerited favor, the same election. So our response should be the same. All that I am, O oh Lord, and all that I'm not, my past you purchased, my today you purchased, and my tomorrow you purchased. There shouldn't be levels of, of dedication. Purchased, we're all universally, said, brethren, we're all in the same boat, the same approach, the same access, and the same expectation. When Jesus watched the widow woman give the two mites, uh, I see a lot of preachers that use that as a, as a ploy to get an offering. And that isn't what the gist of the scripture is talking about. The context of the scriptures, Jesus sees all. And Jesus knows all. And he knows the motive of our heart. And we all ought to be willing, joyfully, fully, with conviction... 
responding to the memory of the mercy of God in our life. Should be based, our, our, our response should be based on understanding. He said, in light of the mercies of God, do you know what he did for you? Do you know what he not only paid for you, do you know what he gave you access to? Our names this morning are written in the Lamb's book of life. I'm not working towards salvation. I'm living from salvation. Done deal. And so in light of these mercies, and I'm not saying this for reaction, if I were judged on my sins, I would be vaporized. Vaporized. Everything in my life that's good is undeserved. Every blessing in my life, not one of them deserved. So in light of these mercies, in light of this allowance, this grace, this room, this freedom, this capacity, these blessings, I ought to be first in line presenting myself as a sacrifice for him. It should be one of immediate willingness. It said, you present it. Don't need to be talked into. See, that's our problem. We, we, we preach a shallow gospel which produces shallow Christians, which has minimal to no results. The, the, the willingness comes from revelation. Give you my life? Of course, you've already purchased it. In light of these mercies, who would I be to tell you no? The person that does not give their Christ after give give Christ their life after they say that he gave them his is deceived i understand what it means he gave me his life and it is my reasonable service to give him my life my goals my dreams my plans my possessions my time my body it should be one of personal absolute surrender. I've already talked about that. Your body is a living sacrifice. A sacrifice is tied down, which means that our committing to God limits where we can go and what we can do. It is presented to be killed. The Christian life, when it says die daily, it means you never really die. It's just death by a thousand paper cuts. The world gets to tell itself, yes, 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 yes. And the Christian says, no, 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 no. And we do without in this generation so that we might have the abundant expression of God's goodness in our life for eternity. Our response should be one unspotted from the world. It said, present your bodies wholly acceptable unto God. This is where the great disconnect is happening now in this generation is we are presenting a Christ contrary to the word of God, preaching a gospel that contradicts the word of God and producing Christians that do not like, look like anything expressed in the word of God. By erasing sin, we now do not know what it means to present an unspotted vessel, a vessel pure, sanctified, set apart, fit for the master's use, and you, only you can do that for yourself. Only you can turn it off. Only you can take the earbuds out of your ears. Only you can stop the digestion and uh, the participation in the things that grieve the Lord. Uh, you don't need to check with Pastor John if something's okay or not. Open that Bible in your lap and listen to the Spirit of God. Because he might tell you, for you, I don't want you doing this. And I ain't got to check with anyone else. 
I want to be able to stand before the Lord and say, flawed as I am, I don't know of anything between you and I today, O Lord. I'm altogether yours. When the, when the trump of the Lord goes off, that's all that's going to matter to you is that you are altogether His with nothing separating you. And this response to redemption should be one of deep humility. Another trait that's missing in our modern day profession of Christianity. It says your reasonable service. Pastor John, why, why do you always got to talk about it? Why do you have to talk about stuff so serious? Why, why do you have to be so straightforward? Because we've lost, we've lost this humility of mind that says, see, if you do anything for the Lord now, uh, the carnal Christian makes such a big deal for it. Oh, you do that? Y'all start a church? You'd go on the mission field? You'd sell your house and, and give that to God? You'd do that? Like it's some big deal. The Christian's life is supposed to shout, if I burnt myself at the stake, it's reasonable for what he's done for me. There are no martyrs for serving the Lord and tipping the Lord our time. If we had a thousand tongues to sing, we couldn't sing his praise. If I have a thousand lives to give, it's not enough. It's reasonable. Your very best is reasonable. But you're looking at that compared to a cold, complacent, lukewarm, dead church. And you think, well, I'm noble. Well, can you compare yourself to a dead person? You look really alive. Yeah. I know it's strong, but I'm telling you the truth. Your very best is reasonable. So Paul says, before you, before you focus on giving your life and serving Make sure you understand what redemption was. Because you were not bought with the blood of bulls and goats. But with the precious blood of the Son of God who gave himself for you. And in light of that, what is your offering back to him? That's why King David, who was the forerunner of the believer. You know, David did not even have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. But he understood who God was. And he said, I understand in the law we lifted corn to you. And I understand in the law we lifted wheat and barley and pigeons and doves and turtle doves. When he lifted his hands in the Old Testament, no one told him to do that. He said, I offer you me. I, I lift my hands in the sanctuary. I bring you my life as messed up as I am. I want to be known as your son, your boy, your king. Stop judging yourself to other, by others and judge yourself by the word of God. It's your reasonable service to be consecrated and sanctified and set apart and serving. Number two, resistance to this culture. He said, and be not conformed to this world. Not only should you understand your response to redemption, but you should know and, and, and be ready to resist this culture. Do not be enamored with. He said, don't be conformed to this world. Don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. Do not be enamored with the world. Oscars, Tonys, uh, idols, celebrityism. Don't be enamored with them. Don't be influenced by. Don't be fashioned by. Don't adapt to. Don't have an allegiance with this world. Friendship with the world is enemy with God. I don't like to hear that. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. It's the scripture. The world lieth in the wicked one. 
And everything about the world puts the spotlight either on evil or evil dressed as godliness or humans, humanism, self. Put the flashlight on the celebrity. Put the flashlight on the athlete. Put the flashlight on the American idol. You're an idol. You're an idol. An idol. Oh, okay. An idol. You're an idol. It's all about you. As long as the light is coming off of the Son of God, you know it's the spirit of the world. Don't be conformed to them. How, how do you sit through a halftime show that is occultic? Occultic. Satanic. Openly. Openly. You know what the truth is? The truth is the current's coming so strong and from so many areas you just get so tired of. It's like plugging a, a, a dam with a thousand cracks in it with your thumb. But if you don't push back from the conforming, who will? Be not conformed to this world. It's ideologies or reasonings. This generation going to school and the colleges, it, it was bad when we were growing up, but it's, it's nonstop pressure uh, and mockery and alienation and isolation of these young adults to, to mock their biblical view instead of uh, taking on the worldview and everything. Don't you want to be accepted with us? Oh, look, here's a Christian. He believes in this. He allows this. He's not that rigid. He doesn't have that many convictions. But we can't be conformed to their worldview. And we can't be conformed to a church's carnal view. The scriptures are your guide. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. I'm the truth. John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Your word is truth, O Lord. Don't be conformed to the world's values and priorities. All this marketing and advertising targeting you. Do you know they pay uh, people millions and millions of dollars to try to convince you to buy something you don't need? Wouldn't you look good in this $100,000 car? I wouldn't look good at the kitchen table trying to write the payment for that car. I know that. But this world values uh, the opinions of people. Look at social media. Look at our government. Look at how we're wired. I just don't, don't want to offend no one. I, don't, I, I, want to be, I just don't want to stir nothing up. I just, don't, I just I want to be liked and I just want to, be, to get along. Well, that's the value system of this world. If the esteem of man is the value, the priority of your life. That's what the world says. The world says just, you know, everything that you want is in this lifetime. Take the approval of men in the li this lifetime instead of the approval of God in the next. If it's hard to hear this this morning, imagine speaking it. Don't be conformed to this world. Don't look like, I need to lighten this up. Y'all are just staring at me like, Lord. Uh, how many of y'all were in, with me in the 80s in high school or college? These guys with their Izod shirt with the collar pulled up. Why? Why? Well, because the person on TV that was cool said that this was cool, so I'm going to do it. 
and you can do it, and then we can, and then we all start wearing the collar this way, and no one is saying anything, but we were conformed by what we saw, and we did stupid things. I'm not even messing with the girls this morning, I'm just talking to the guys. You wore them, <laughs> you wore them dolphin shorts, fellas. Why? If we knew we were being deceived, we wouldn't be deceived. Don't take your cues from this world because this world is ignorant, arrogant, and insane. Ground yourself in the Word of God. The more you see the day approaching, don't be conformed to the carnality and immorality. No, you can't lead a homosexual lifestyle and walk with Christ. Nor can you be an adulterer and live in adultery. Nor can you live in fornication. Nor can you be proud and self-righteous. No, you, you, to walk with the Lord, you must walk in accordance to His laws, His Word, and be led by His Spirit. Oh, no, no, we're just, we're just not going to talk about all that doctrine. We're just going to gather together around the things that matter. Walking with the Lord matters. It matters. Yes, we're flawed, but once we lose the difference in knowing between what's good and evil, right and wrong, acceptable and unacceptable, then the compass doesn't work. We got a bunch of Christian, proclaiming Christians walking around with a broke compass, blind leading the blind. For you, and I'm narrowing this down, I'm not preaching a soapbox legalism for you. When you go to bed at night, and you're, before you go to bed and you're sitting with your Bible open, and you say, is there anything in my life, O oh Lord, that grieves you or contradicts this word? And you wait and there's silence. Thank you, Lord. Then you lay your head on your bed. You don't look for a pastor's approval. You look for the nod of the Lord in his word and the Holy Spirit. Don't be conformed to this world's officials, celebrities, culture, peer pressure. Don't be conformed to this false religion and false spirituality where Christ, listen, there's a lot of churches that name the name of Jesus that are not Christian because it's a different Jesus than the one the Bible proclaims. It's a diluted Jesus. It's a polluted Jesus. It's a Jesus that changes with the culture and the times. Don't be conformed to this world. My Christ was born of a virgin. My Christ was sinless. My Christ was the exclusive sacrifice, the sufficient sacrifice. My personal sacrifice, it's the one that God ordained and it's the one God accepted. I didn't add anything to it. Don't be conformed to this. Well, love wins. No, baby, truth wins. Truth wins. And when Christ comes to tread the winepress of his wrath, don't hear about that Jesus no more. Coming on a horse where the, the horse's bridle and its legs and Christ's own thighs will be covered in the spattering of blood. Read it in your Bible. On his body is written the words faithful and true. True is just another word for truth. Don't be conformed to this world. It's temporal view instead of eternal. The world says G gather all you can, gather all you can, gather all you can. They don't tell you the insane part of that. They just say, you know, it's all yours. Enjoy it now, enjoy it now. 
So most of the people I know that aren't spiritual, spirit-filled believers spend all of their health to obtain wealth. And then when they get old, they spend all of their wealth to try to buy back their health, and then they die. That's crazy. But Jesus says, now watch this. That's the temporal view. Work for your money, save your money, spend your money. You enjoy it. You only go around once in life. Grab all the gusto you can. It's your life, baby. Your body, your choice. Your, your job, your choice. All of, Just grab your, you decide. Because you're the center of the universe. You decide. And his word says, hey, that's the worldview. Lay not up for yourselves treasures in, on the earth, but in heaven where the moth nor rust, uh, the thieves, nobody can get there. Set your affections on things above, not beneath. And see, that's, that's contrary to the world's view. It doesn't matter who you are in this world. It matters who you are in the next one. When Jesus says, hey, those of you at the back of the party, you come to the front. Those of you at the front, no, 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 you did that in the earth. You go to the back. And there's a separation. See, all things will be brought to light then. All that you did in secret for the Lord. All that you've given, all that you've done, all that you've sacrificed. Your faithfulness. Not a cup of cold water given in his name will be overlooked. No, it's not about... Listen, that's why when you hear me say something as simple as, it's not how many people we can get in this church. God's not impressed with how many people walk in this door. It's John Wood for my responsibility. Are you preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ? Are you discipling people in the knowledge of the lordship of Jesus Christ? Are you sending those same people out to win other people to Jesus? Christ's chapel is not the goal. Glory for the Son of God is the goal. That's the goal. Number three, the reprogramming of your mind. Don't be conformed to this world. And by the way, let me just say this very quickly before I go to number three. In Luke 8, I believe it says, take heed what you hear and take heed how you hear. It's very hard not to be conformed with the world or to the world when that's the only channel you're listening to. These people, Pastor John, can you meet with me? I'm just... Yeah, sure. I'm just so depressed lately. I, I don't know. I just think I'm coming apart. And you listen to country music and all day long, and she left, and he left, and she's acting single, and I'm drinking double, and you don't know what's wrong. And are you listening to death metal or something? And go kill your grandmother. <laughs> and are you watching some? You watching some Lifetime movie where this man's not paying his wife enough attention and now some guy at the office gave her a cup of coffee and she's found true love and you're, oh, and you can't figure out why. I just don't feel it no more. That's because you've been drinking antifreeze. I'm serious. May I go a little deeper? Well, Pastor John, if that's the case, See, we used to didn't have remotes. I used to be the remote. When I was a kid, y'all remember? Any of y'all white-haired people remember? Your daddy go, change the channel. Mm. It wasn't a three, though, you know. You walk back. And God help us if it ever turned off. Because then you had to wait 10 or 11 minutes for it to turn back on. So here's, here's where we live today. Now instead of three channels, you got 365 or 986 channels. It just takes you longer to find out there's nothing on And if we're truthful, 
when no one's there, here's the aggravating thing. Well, if I conform myself, I transform myself, and I deny myself, then I really just about can't watch. And then we get angry, paying $120 a month, and I can watch Food Channel. And then it leads to gluttony. And then I can't eat, can't watch that. <laughs> the narrow way is narrow. Taking up your cross daily is painful. And that's the, if overcoming was easy, we'd have more overcomers. That's why the church is powerless. I'm thinking generally by professing believers. And joyless. Because we're not looking forward to anything. But when this world's not your home, you mama, you wait with expectancy for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. I, I, want, I, want, I want the Lord to see it on my face. Eddie, when he comes, I want him to see this ain't my home. I look for a new city whose builder and maker is God. This is not my home. I don't fit in here. I don't like it here. Oh, that's morbid. No, I didn't say I didn't have a wonderful life. I didn't say I didn't have a beautiful wife and wonderful children and health and blessings. I'm saying that I am passing through. This is not my home. I don't tune in to this frequency. This doesn't feel right. How many of y'all got, had little kids when we had one especially standing there? No matter what you put on, it don't feel right. It don't feel right. Well, it's because it's new. It don't feel right. It don't feel right. It don't feel right. Well, it's going to feel right. This generation telling you it don't feel right. We didn't have an option for it feeling right, did we? No. I remember my mama telling me, she's going to get mad at me about this. I remember my mama telling me when I was in the third or fourth grade, Jim was one year older. And it was four, fourth grade, I think, she bought Jim's school pictures and didn't buy mine. I said, why? You said, she said, you see his picture? That's what you're going to look like next year. Same clothes, same haircut, same. No, that really didn't happen. That didn't happen. Made you laugh, though. Made me forget my place, too. So. It don't, thank you, Jimmy. It don't feel right. I bet there are people in this room that remember not too long ago when the world didn't feel right to them and now it fits fine. That song didn't feel right, but now you'll play it. That show didn't feel right, but now you'll watch it. No wonder the Word of God doesn't taste good to us. No wonder prayer doesn't feel inviting. And no wonder we're powerless to help anybody because we are dressed in the clothes of this world, singing the songs of this world, buying into the morality or immorality of this world, when all God's saying is, come apart, be ye separate, says the Lord. Touch not the unclean things, and I'll be your God. I'll walk closely with you. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformation is conceived in the heart, empowered in the mind, and expressed in the body. I want to say that again. Conceived in the heart. Empowered by the mind and expressed in the body. So how did God say you're supposed to uh, be transformed? 
Now, the life comes from the Son of God. How does the transformation take place? By the renewing of your mind, the washing of the water, of the Word of God, the Scriptures. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And you cast down every imagination, every high thing that vaunts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You address these ideas and ideologies that you've received through the ear gate and through the eye gate. And you say, no, that contradicts the word of God. I don't have to win this argument. I don't have to be right. I just want to be righteous. Those things where you cast down the imaginations. You have to renew your mind before you can transform your life. You have to get back that meekness again, that humble spirit, the clarity of what your redemption is, the boldness, the courage, and the character to live out your faith unashamedly. The older I get... Not only now am I not as unashamed, I almost look for the opportunities to make them feel uncomfortable. All right, so are you a Christian? Oh, yes, ma'am. I was born again, or rededicated my life to the Lord in the late 80s, and I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah, and I, 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 I'm now, and I, I desire the gifts of the Spirit. And Did I tell you I was a tongue-talking believer, too? No, you didn't say, oh, yes, yes, ma'am. And did you know the Lord is coming for the believer? And, you know, now I'm fast-forwarding through a lot of it, but I'll tell them all these stories. So you believe in, oh, yes, ma'am. See, one day soon, the Lord himself is going to descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and everyone that's ever died in Christ is going to get up out of the ground. And we which are alive and remain are going to be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever believe with the Lord. And they go, you believe that? Absolutely. Absolutely. We got whole series on the History Channel telling us that we were seeded by an alien civilization. Now we'll believe that. See, if you just step back and look with a critical mind, you'll see, you'll pull the drape back and realize the wizard is just an angry old man leading you into lies. Let me give you one quick example. So if we find a, a, a drop of water on Mars and it has an amoeba in it, we found life! But you got a baby in the womb of a lady and that's not a life. You see, all it takes is common sense. I remember in Daytona, they used to, when the, when the sea turtles, Lord have mercy, when they lay their eggs, you thought the world had come to an end. We rope off caution tape, biohazard suits. <laughs> They're out there roping off. They would sleep. These women would sleep outside. You didn't see no men sleeping out there on the, on the sand, but they'd sleep face towards the thing. And if anybody even, I mean, you walk within 100 feet of, eggs, eggs. You're like, great. Day, woman scared me to death. And they just, they, you know, and they'd sit up during the day and they'd set their chairs up back to back so that no one would come within these eggs. Now just follow me. I'm going somewhere. So if I accidentally just like hit one and cracked it, felony, not misdemeanor, felony. $250,000 fine, you go to jail, directly to jail, you don't pass go, you don't get no $200, you go to jail. Why? Because you killed a turtle. And then if you raise the question, so if the turtle egg had a turtle in it, 
Doesn't the woman have... No, blob of tissue. You see how silent it is now? That's why we don't say anything in the world because the world system can't handle simple logic. Simple logic. Now, I'm not conformed to this world. This world's crazy. Crazy. I know I'm in the minority. I know you think I'm deceived. I know the world thinks I'm narrow-minded and, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bigot. I'm a racist. Uh, all, you know, all these things. But when Christ comes, I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm out of here. <laughs> Ain't alone. This renewal is personal, powerful, precious, progressive, practical, and preparatory. Don't forget this. This transformation by the renewing of your mind, all you're doing is preparing yourself for the wedding, the marriage supper of the Lamb. No, I can't put on those clothes. If our musician would come, no, I can't put on this world's clothes. No, I'm going somewhere. I'm getting ready. And only you know if you're spotted from the world. Only you know if you're tainted. And by that, I mean, of course, others can tell, but you know even the hidden parts of your own heart you can't renew your mind without a current, a current, true relationship with Christ and a submission to his word. And then finally, the revealing of his will. The Bible said that you may prove. So we're going to transform ourselves by the renewing of our mind, changing the way we think by what we listen to, what we read, what we give preeminence. And then it says, and when you're transformed, you'll then be able to prove the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. The will of God for you, generally speaking. The Bible says that you be thankful in all things. This is the will of God concerning you. It's God's will that you live grateful. Things like that, you come into that. Be filled with the Spirit. Be not unwise, understanding what the Lord is, the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. That's the will of God for you. It's the will of God for you to be different. To be aliens in this world, strangers, sojourners. It's the will of God for you to be pure in an impure society. It's the will of God for you to be sane in an insane society. It's the will of God for you to be content with godliness, which is great gain. It's the will of God for you to prioritize differently than other people. To hear, see, you're not going to be able to change them. If the Holy Spirit of God hasn't changed them, you're not going to change them. And they don't hear what you hear because his sheep, what? Hear his voice. They know it. They say, do you hear that? And they go, mm -mm. You blow a dog whistle in a room full of cats. You go, do y'all hear this? No, but you blow it and the dog will just run around. He can hear it. Yeah, we, they don't listen to our kind of music. They don't feel what we feel they don't know what we know and they're not going where we go why would I take my cues from them the will of God for you directionally where to work where to plant churches where to attend see when you walk with a renewed mind oh I love this Kelly Psalm 32 8 I will instruct you and teach you with the way you should go I'll guide you with my eyes I'll lead you along the best pathway for your life. When you have a renewed mind and a transformed life, 
you'll hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the left and turn to the right. With a voice behind you, that means that as you mature, you don't have to see God in front of you. You can hear him behind you. You can be looking in pitch dark and know his voice and go, yep, turn left. And if you miss an exit, it's like heavenly GPS, recalculating. Go back to this next exit. Turn around. Go back and do what I told you to do the first time. The will of God for you, not just generally, not just directionally, but in time, in the moment, in season, and in eternity. The will of God as your reward. If I live in the will of God today, I will find myself in the will of God tomorrow. His will is perfect. His will is precious. His will is flawless, sufficient. It brings with it capacity, contentment, joy unspeakable and full of glory, a peace that passes all understanding. When you know that you know that you know that God is yours and you are His. May I beseech you this morning, as my brothers and sisters, that you be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. May I beseech you that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. The hour's short, the day is at hand, and Christ is at the door. Be ready. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finish of our faith. I've got a three-minute clip I want to play for you, and then we're dismissed this morning. I know we went just a little over today. I don't apologize, but I just wanted... Uh, this summarizes this morning's message. This is by Carter Conlon in an excerpt from one of his sermons. So I wanted you to see this this morning. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the sun, lest it be angry and you perish in the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little. Kiss the sun. The context, we don't quite understand in our, our language today, but when a king was conquered by another king back in these days, the former king who ruled his own kingdom would, if supposing that the king who conquered didn't kill him, he would come in to the new king and he would come before the throne and he would bend his knee and take the new king's hand and kiss his hand and pledge his loyalty and say, from now on, all I have belongs to you. From now on, I will live within the boundaries of your kingdom. From now on, I will live in a manner that honors you and brings honor to your name and to your kingdom. From now on, what you say is wrong is wrong and what you declare to be right is right. I pledge my future, I pledge my strength, I pledge my heart, I pledge my home, I pledge my resources, I pledge everything I am and have and ever will have to you and your kingdom. You are now the Lord and the master of my life, of my family, of all that I do, of every action that I make. Let me never disgrace you or live outside of the boundaries of what you have prescribed for my life and my future. That's what it means to kiss the sun. There's a lot of people in the house of God who have never bent the knee to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. 
We come to the house of God for various reasons. We come because we're hurting, bruised, broken. I get that, and God gets it, and thank God for his mercy. We come because somebody invited us, and there are promises of a new life. But ultimately, every one of us, in turn, are called to a point of making a decision to kiss the sun. I lay down the reins of my life, and I will not call good what you call evil. I will not call bitterness good if you call it evil. I will not call thievery necessary if you call it wrong. I, I, I will live in the boundaries of your kingdom. You see, that's why the heathen rage. That's what the kings of the earth and all who live under their judgment as well are rising against the lordship of Christ because it's quite simple. They don't want to live inside the boundaries of his kingdom. They don't want to open this book and say, these are the laws now that I must live by. I know I'm saved by grace, but there's an obligation to walk with the Son of God and in the kingdom of God's Son. Church, would you pray with me? Father, we love you and we thank you for your word today. God, I pray right now that you would seal it in our hearts and in our minds, that when we leave this place, we would not leave it behind. And God, that we would take it with us. As we go into this world that floods us with the current of, t of what tells us is right and acceptable, that we would look it in the face for what it is and we would take it and submit it to your word. And God, that we would be uh, truthful and honorable and obedient to what your word says. God, let this be the prayer of every person that has heard this word today, that you would search our hearts, that you would know our thoughts. And God, that you would show us anything that is not of you and lead us in your way everlasting. And let it be made up in our minds, Father, that when you point these things out, that we have already declared and submitted to be obedient to you for no other reason than, than it being the one that, because you deserve it. You have bought us. We don't belong to ourselves, Father. We don't do this because somebody tells us we have to. We do it because we love you. We know because you loved us first. And Father, as we go out today into this world who wants to destroy everything that you stand for, that we would have the boldness to stand up for the Savior, the one who has given everything for us, and we submit to give everything back. We love you and we thank you, Lord. And we, it's in your precious name we pray. Amen. Church, we love you. Have a great Lord's Day.